Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is your boy Jalen. And what people like to do is they like, they don't like to enjoy the moment. You know, people, one, people love to be right, but people don't like to enjoy what they're seeing in the moment. People like to compare. People, people always, people aren't, a lot of people aren't satisfied with what we're like aren't satisfied with what we're seeing in the moment. And why did I start with this? Because the Los Angeles Lakers won their 17th NBA championship this year, making uh, this, this is LeBron James' fourth championship, fourth finals MVP. And I think he he joined Michael Jordan in being the only player to have four Finals MVPs and four regular season MVPs. Uh, so congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. But why did I start off with that? Why did I start off with you know people don't like or people aren't content with the present? Because all you hear is is LeBron James better than Michael Jordan? Is Michael Jordan better than LeBron James? This, that, and the third. Or you hear, okay, the Lakers, the Lakers, <laughs> I've heard this a lot uh, since Sunday. The Lakers won, they're going to three-peat. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa, I don't know about that, but I do want to say, what I, I do want to talk about what we saw. One, congratulations and, and huge shout-out to the Miami Heat. One, I nobody outside of Miami expected them to be there. Nobody expected them to fight as as much as they did. Nobody expected uh, Jimmy Butler to be as great as he was, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Shouts out to Miami Heat, man. They definitely uh, they definitely exceeded expectations. And what we saw from the Lakers is. We saw experience. Now, yes, you know, Caruso's never been to the finals. Uh, KCP, I don't think, has ever been to the finals. We saw experience. We saw a team that in game six, because like I said, Lakers going to win in six. In game six, they sensed that Miami, the Miami Heat had some confidence. They sensed that, you know, Gordon Dragic was coming back. So that was going to be a... That that was going to be a, a energy boost, and Bam Adebayo wasn't has didn't play good the entire series, and it's like, you know, you you expect a player that good to have a have a have a game where he's able to put them on their back because Jimmy Butler did the whole series. There's going to be a game where Bam Adebayo was just incredible. So with the Lakers sensing that, there's like, all right, you know what, we do not, and I repeat, do not want to get to a game seven. And in game six, the, the experience came out. LeBron James played incredible. Anthony Davis, even though he's never been to the finals, he has been to the playoffs, and he's been in the league uh, for a good number of years. He came to play. And then you saw, you know, you saw veteran leadership with Rondo. And so many key pieces. KCP had a great game. Danny Green, after missing the game winner in game five, he came back and had a good game in game six. It's like 
the experience came out. And greatness came out because LeBron James had a triple-double and LeBron James was unstoppable like he's been the, the rest of his uh, or the enti- his entire career. He's been, in, he's been LeBron. And, you know, this, this, this championship symbolizes a lot. Now, you, now, there's two sides to this. As far as there's two there there's two ways that people can look at this ring. I will be one of the people to look at it as it's a ring. <laughs> like a lot of people want to put that asterisk mark. Like no, it's a ring, man. There was thirty teams that could have won. There was twenty two teams that went into that bubble. One team came out with a ring. That's just how it is. Uh, and then of course this is this has been an adverse year, man. Like this has been a year. Not only the world has never seen, but sports have never seen. So you dealing with all that, I, I think, you know, this this championship is is, you know, bigger than bigger than bigger than the he can even imagine. Well, you know, I'm not gonna say bigger than the than we can even imagine, because as you're seeing, people, you know, the 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 I think the Lakers understand how big this championship is and how hard it is. Hell, these people have been away from their families for 100-plus years. I mean, 100-plus days. And it's like, this, it's been tough. And, that's you know, I give I give all the credit to, to the Lakers, man. The Lakers beat, let me say this. The Lakers, and I said this on, I said this on social media, the Lakers had the two best players by far. LeBron James, Still the best player in the league. Anthony Davis, best big in the league. They had the two best players by far. But the Miami Heat had the best team. You know, when you go down the roster, you have Jimmy Butler. You have Bam Adebayo. You have Gordon Dragic. You have Tyler Euro, who was playing good. You had Duncan Robinson, Jay Crowder. Uh, you know, even people that don't play like that. Kelly Olynyk, uh, Miles Leonard. Derek Jones, who did, I think he only played in garbage minutes in Game Six. Uh, Solomon Hill, like there's a lot of players that that could be productive, that that are productive players. I say that. So again, I want to congratulate the uh, the Lakers for winning the 2020 NBA championship. Well deserved. A lot of people, including myself, did not expect them to make it. I thought that seeing at seeing the team at the Clippers. You know, got together with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, Montrezl Harold, and all that. I I thought they were were gonna win it, but clearly I was wrong. And yes, uh, congratulations to the 2020 champions, Los Angeles Lakers. This is their 17th championship. I think they're tied with the Boston Celtics with most championships in the league. So congratulations to them and. Now we now we look at you know what let's let's first before we look at what's next let's look at how we got here and how we got here kind of goes hand in hand with what's next we saw last year the Lakers team looked completely different than this year LeBron James was injured you still <laughs> it was just you had Lonzo on the team you had Brandon Ingram on the team. You had Josh Hart on the team. It was a young team. And, you know, you shipped them out with a with a draft pick to get Anthony Davis. And one thing that I was I questioned and 
these act these these questions kind of rose, you know, uh, came to fruition in the in the regular season was outside of Anthony Davis and LeBron James, what do you have? You know, you didn't have much scoring. You definitely didn't have much shooting. I was like, I didn't know how it was going to work. And that was one reason why I was hesitant to say that they win a championship. Because if you look at the last few champions, they had elite shooting from the floor. Or they had somebody that was just incredible. And while, yes, you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis, they just didn't have enough shooting. Not to mention going into the bubble. And even in the bubble, they were like the worst defense in the league or in the... They were the worst perimeter. Let's say this: they were the worst perimeter defense in the in the bubble, and they were definitely the worst uh, three point shooting team in the bubble. And like I said, man, it's it's like you have LeBron and you have Anthony Davis, and they were incredible. And LeBron just reminded people that he's still the best player in the league. Anthony Davis reminded people how good he was because a lot of people look at Anthony Davis and say, "Well." It's like this. There's great players in the league. I mean, there's great players of all, you know, all time. There's great players. There's the Tim Duncans. There's the, the, there's the KGs. There's the Dirks. There's players that get elevated because of championships. And there's great players that don't win championships, but are still great. You know, you have the Charles Barkleys, you have the Carl Malones, the John Stocktons. Anthony Davis was living. Well, I think if Anthony Davis never won a championship, he would be in that class with Charles Barkley. But I don't think that he would get the respect. Now, people, including myself, were questioning, yo, is, is Anthony Davis better than Charles Barkley? And and. You know, now that he has a ring, you can kind of, I'm not going to say he is better. That's, you know, but, you know, Anthony Davis definitely is one of those players that deserved a ring. Seeing as though how he played, you know, how how important he was to, I mean, to the Lakers. There was multiple games in the playoffs where he was the best player on the floor. Hell, I was, I thought, especially looking at how they played in the conference, conference championship or conference finals, I thought that Anthony Davis was going to win finals MVP until we got to the finals and LeBron James shut that down. So, uh, so what's next? What's next? You know, LeBron James will be going into his 18th season, but there's, there's a point where I'm just like, who cares? And I'm going to say, who cares? LeBron James, you know, everyone's talking about, he's going to hit that wall eventually, which he will. Everyone does, but it doesn't seem like how LeBron James is playing now. It doesn't seem like he's going to hit that wall anytime soon. It doesn't seem like, hell, he's still the best player in the world. And we saw that in the in these in these playoffs. We saw that in the championship. He won his fourth championship at age. Well, I'm not. I don't know the age. I think 35. At age 35, in his 17th year. So. Again, I hear a lot of people saying that I think the Lake that the Lakers could repeat, the Lakers can go back to back. Just 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 slow down. And when I say slow down, I'm not I'm not discrediting this ring at all. This ring was well deserved. This ring was hard fought. But 
if you're looking at next year compared to this year, there's a lot that should be different. I don't see the league being in a bubble for the whole season. I don't see the season stopping how in the middle of the season how it did. Uh, I don't see. I don't see what what the world is experiencing now with COVID and and everything that's going on with the election and stuff and and the black the Black Lives Matter movement. I don't see that having a blanket over this over next season. Not to mention. If we're just talking about pure basketball, all the players that didn't play, you know, you got, if you look at all the players that's coming back, you still have the Clippers that'll come back with with another year or with a year of experience playing together. Golden State's going to have Steph Curry and Klay Thompson back. The Brooklyn Nets on the East, they're going to have KD and Kyrie. You're still going to see what the Bucks are going to do because a lot of people are saying that. They're gonna really go hard for, uh, really go hard for uh, Chris Paul. Hell, we don't know what Golden State's gonna do with the second overall pick. It's like there's a lot of factors going in. Not to mention, if you look at the if you look at the uh, Lakers team, almost everybody outside like LeBron James is either have either have a player option or is a free agent. Like you have Anthony Davis is a player option. I believe KCP is a player option. Like Dwight Howard is a free agent. And shouts out to Dwight Howard. I'm happy for Dwight. You know, I've I'm sit I've sat here week after week after week talking about how to me Dwight Howard is underrated. Yeah, a lot of people might not like his personality and how he exited a couple of teams, but Dwight Howard to me is a first ballot Hall of Famer, and a lot of people I got a lot I got a lot of flack for that. But congratulations, to, I'm glad Dwight Howard got a ring. But like I said, next year a lot of a lot of players that didn't play this year will be coming back healthy. A lot of teams will be making a lot of moves. We don't know what the Lakers are going to do with the team that is there because a lot of them are free agents or, or player options. And honestly, I think that. Even if all the players come back, even if every player from this year's championship team come back, I think that the Lakers, even though they did win, don't get me wrong, they did win this year. I don't know if they have enough to win again, seeing as though the type of the talent, the 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 caliber of talent they will be facing to me will be could be or should be better than the caliber of talent they're fa- they face this year. And. But I'm not taking away from anything that, you know, they they had or anything. I'm not taking away from the championship. Do not hear me say that this this has been again. This is an incredible you play the game to win, man. You play sports to win. Nobody walks on the court, walks on the field, walks on the course to lose. So, again, they were the they were the they they're at the mountaintop. Shouts out to every member of the Lakers. Shouts out to Quinn Cook being a two-time champion from PG. Shouts out to Rondo being the first player ever to win a championship on the Lakers and the Celtics. Shouts out again to Braun for winning his first or fourth ring and fourth Finals MVP. Shout out to Anthony Davis winning his first ring. Uh, KCP winning his first ring. Danny Green being another player winning his third championship in three different teams. Nobody talks about that. Uh, Dwight Howard winning his first, you know, the, everyone on the Lakers, congratulations. All the former Wizards, hell, you have Jared Dudley, you have Markeith Morris, Dwight, 
And um, there was one more that was a former wizard. I don't know. But congratulations to the Lakers for for being 2020's uh, NBA champion. And again, I'm excited to see what the offseason brings for this NBA. One, I'm excited to see hopefully, hopefully COVID and everything is handled before next season. But I'm excited to see how they handle it, who goes where, because I don't I don't see Chris Paul staying with OKC, even though he was incredible. I think that there are going to be more teams kind of vying for him. I want to see what Golden State does with the second overall pick. Do they draft James Wiseman or do they trade for a couple pieces? I want to see what happens. I want to see how KD comes back with 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 uh, Kyrie Irving. I, there's so much I want to see in this offseason. I'm excited. I'm excited. And hell, even coming back, even though I don't know if they'll go back to back, LeBron James and Anthony Davis will still be amongst the top duos in the league. Again, you'll have KD and Kyrie, Steph and Clay. You'll have Dame and CJ. Like people will be coming back. So, um, hell, and, and don't be surprised if Giannis and Chris Paul would be if if they get Chris Paul. Don't be surprised if they'll be in the top. So, oh, and, and Paul George and Kawhi. So. You know, I, I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited. But that doesn't take away from the fact that LeBron James and the L.A. Lakers have won the 2020 NBA championship. So, shouts out to you guys. Uh, let's 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 move over to uh, NFL. And everyone knows I'm a Washington fan. Everyone knows I, I was born and raised in 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 Maryland. I was, and let me say DMV because I lived everywhere outside of the Virginia. But everyone knows I'm I'm a I'm a Washington fan of at heart. Washington Wizards, Washington football team, Washington Capitals. I'm a Washington fan, but what we saw on Sunday. With Dak Prescott is something that something that just doesn't sit right with me. And this is what I mean. One, prayers up for Dak Prescott. I do know that he well, reports came out that he had successful surgery, successful surgery, and he'll be out what four to six months with a compound fracture. Uh, he broke his ankle. Uh, and it was bad. It, it looked bad. But here is here is what doesn't sit right. And it's not the fact that he got injured. It's the fact of the franchise tag. I've talked about the franchise tag time and time again. But Dak Prescott's situation is the 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 pure reason why I hate the franchise tag. And honestly, players in general hate the franchise tag. Because the franchise tag is not beneficial for the player at all outside of giving them some giving them a lot of money quick. And that's it. You see what Dak Prescott was fighting for this 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 our last offseason was security. Now, do I think I know he was I know there was a deal on the table, but 
if you if you feel that you are worth something more to an organization and stats say that you're more to that organization than the money that they're giving you, then I, I understand the holdout. I understand fighting for more money because the stats and records show that you're more or you mean more to that organization than what the organization is trying to pay you. But here's where, like I said, it just, I just feel horrible for Dak. It's because franchise tag does, and, and Shannon Sharp said it best, franchise tag does nothing but, it shows that the one, the the, the organization is always going to go with the organization. It's not, it doesn't have, it, it's, it's, it's betting against you. Because if you cared and if you felt that this player is worth uh, a future, you're going to give them future money or you're going to give them what they ask for. Now, no, again, I don't ex- I don't think even a healthy Dak Prescott is going to or or should warrant Deshaun Watson money or Russell Wilson money or Patrick Mahomes money. But if we talk about his impact to the Dallas Cowboys, he's worth every penny that he asks for. Because the he we we talk about time and time again the the Dallas Dallas doesn't have their identity, but we do know that Dak Prescott has been has been decent. Has been let me not say he's been more better than decent. Yeah, he does a lot he has a lot of pa- uh stats that are padded seeing as though they're down a lot, but Dak Prescott is amongst the league leaders in, in in passing yards year after year. And the franchise tag does nothing but show that the organization bets against you. Because if the organization trusted you and the organization wanted you, they would pay you that money. And this is why I hate it. And and this is this is this is the worst part about this whole situation. Is and I, I can see what the I can see what Dallas is probably going to do. Dallas is probably going to finish seven or nine or eight and eight with Andy Dalton, who, if you really look on paper, is one of the best or is has the capabilities of being one of the best backups in the league. Either going either going to go seven and eight or seven and nine or eight and eight, and then they're going to look at Dak and be like, okay, well, we were seven and nine, eight and eight with Andy Dalton. Let's franchise tag you again so you can prove it again to make sure you're healthy in this, that, and the third. If I was Dak, I wouldn't, if I was Dak, the only way, and I'm, I'm not saying this because I'm a, I'm a Washington fan. I'm saying this because I generally want the best for Dak Prescott. I generally want the best for, I want the best for everybody, man. And if I was Dak, I wouldn't. You would not see a Dallas Cowboys star on my chest, on my helmet, if they're talking to me about franchise tagging again. Seeing as though I was fighting, and he was fighting, fighting for security this entire offseason. Hell, this went longer. This was a this this started actually, I think, last year. That spilled over into the offseason. He was fighting for security. And Dallas would not give it to him. 
it's it's like you know, and the same thing happened to Earl Thomas with the Seahawks. He wanted more money, but they wouldn't do it. They wanted to franchise tag him, and then what happens? He gets hurt. Yeah. uh, Dak Prescott and Earl Thomas handled it different getting carted off the field, but they are both in the same boat. They both wanted money. They both wanted security, and the organizations bet against them, and they lost. Dak Prescott. Now, I heard all the Jerry Jones is going to, you know, he's going to make, it's going to make this right. He's going to, he's going to make sure Dak Prescott is well compensated for his for his work. You see, you say all this now because it's easy to say. It's easy to say, you know what? We got Dak. You know, Dak has been important to us. Uh, Dak is is going to Dak Dak put his body on the line for us. It's easy for you to say that now, but where was all this? Dak has done this because think about it. What Dak is doing this year, he's been doing for the past, what, two years now. So where is all that? Oh, no, we trust Dak. Uh, Dak is, he's going to be well compensated. You should have well compensated him when when he was, one, healthy, and two, when you guys were at the negotiating table for an entire offseason. But again, if they did this to Dak when he was healthy, I can only imagine they saying them saying, you know what, we're going to franchise tag you again. That's what, $37 million. We're going to franchise tag you again just so you can have a prove-it deal. You know, prove-it deals are different, right? Uh, not not all prove-it deals are made the same. Cam, Cam Newton's on a prove-it deal right now, getting paid the league minimum, on the Patriots, that's a prove-it deal. But that deal is nothing like the Alvin Kamara prove-it deal that he would have got if he they didn't restructure his his contract. Or who's on another prove-it deal in the league? Hmm. Hell, Dak Prescott's on a prove-it deal with this franchise tag. So, again, if I was Dak, man... I, you would not see a star on my chest again if they come to me talking about we're going to franchise tag you again because this is what I fought. This is what you fought for for pretty much two years. You fought for security. You fought for getting paid what you're worth for that organization. And I, I even said it, man. Dak Prescott, it's kind of like this, man. Dak Prescott, his value probably wouldn't be the same anywhere else outside of Dallas, but his value in Dallas is in, uh, immense. It's kind of like D- Draymond Green. Draymond Green's value anywhere else probably wouldn't be that high, but his value for Golden State is incredible. And it's like, I just, I, again, I hope, I hope that he comes back better than ever. A lot of people that had the injury that he had, are saying he's gonna come back better than ever. Again, I, I know I'm a Washington fan, but I don't I don't wish injury upon anybody. Hell, you heard a lot of people I heard I heard people saying that I hope this is career ending for him. No, man. I you know, people that people that wish career ending injuries or people that send death threats to people's 
people's family members because they miss shots. I don't think people really get, man. It's just a game at the end of the day. Football, basketball, baseball, soccer. It's just a game. A game, don't get me wrong, a game that I understand that you love. I understand that I love. Hell, I love basketball. I love football. I love sports in general. But in the grand scheme of things, it's a game. Nobody should ever receive death threats for a game. Nobody should ever you should I never hope on my worst enemy. Hell, I could I could I I hate Dallas Cowboys, but I don't hope or wish career ending injuries for anybody. Cause at the end of the day, this is just a game and this is how people eat. This is how people provide for their families. And hell, it I wouldn't I don't want to see that just stopped. So, you know, people that there's <laughs> The people that do do stuff like that, you really got to get a life, my G. Because at the end of the day, it ain't it ain't never that serious, man. If you really got to wish wish harm upon somebody, like at the end of the day, what what is your life really looking like? You know what I mean. So, but again, I I hope I I I definitely pray that Dak Prescott comes back better than ever. I hope that Dallas compensates him. Uh, but if they don't. I hope Dak Prescott has the leverage enough to go somewhere else where they will. Hell, you look at a lot of a lot of teams right now that could use a use a quarterback. Uh, you know, Jacksonville could use a quarterback. Hell, the Colts right now, which I, again, a lot of people are trying to tell me that Phillip Rivers was the answer, or or was ten times better than Jacoby Brissett, but he but no, he's not. So there's a lot of people that can use a quarterback. Um, hell, Washington can use a quarterback right now. Yeah, so, oh, but let's 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 go on to Washington. And we kind of saw the tale of of two spectrums on Sunday. We saw the tragedy that happened with with Dak Prescott, and then we saw the triumph that happened with Alex Smith. You know, we all remember the gruesome injury that happened two years ago with uh, Alex Smith his his legs snapping in half and then we know we heard about the the surgeries and the infections and this is career and he'll probably never play again and you know we heard that for 10 for two years and even looking at the looking at the injury when it happened, because I was watching the game when it happened, I didn't think I said, "Yeah, it's it's over with." For a lot of people were 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 dubbing it the Joe Theismann injury. People that know Joe Theismann got injured against Lawrence Taylor and never played after that. And a lot of people were saying the same thing that happened with Joe Theismann was the same thing that was going what that's going to happen to Alex Smith hell the injury in, in fact the injury looked eerily similar but like i said after surgery upon surgery upon surgery i think he had like over 15 or 16 surgeries in rehab he fought his way back and on sunday he suited back suited up Kyle Allen started Kyle Allen got hurt and Alex Smith came in and and when I tell I was at the game and when I tell you I can only imagine how it felt you know hearing comment uh you know commentary on the on on TV but when I say that I was on pins and needles watching 
Alex Smith every play and watching him get hit and every oh man that first hit I was like oh no but he got he bounced right back up I think he got sacked like five or six times and yeah but but I will say this I was I was happy that Alex Smith came back you know uh I was more happy for him as a person than happy for him you know happy for the organization I was happy that Alex Smith defined defied the odds or defied the odds and came back and played you know I was I was happy that he was able to hear what he had to hear and say you know what no I'm gonna I'm gonna bet on myself his family believed in him and he came back and played now Ron Rivera came out and said Kyle Allen is still the starting quarterback, which, you know, I understand. But again, I do like the, I am, I am, I am happy for Alex Smith and his family for him able to climb back and play. But let's, 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 let's really have a conversation, a serious one about the Washington football team. Last week, they came out and said they're going to bench Dwayne Haskins. They said Dwayne Haskins' play hasn't improved, which it hasn't. They said that, you know, he just hasn't had the time. He hasn't had the reps, which he hasn't. And they were just like, yeah, no, we're going to bench. We're going to we're going to bench the the first first round pick. Just what, two years ago. Uh, we're going to bench him. And not only we're going to bench him, he's going to go from the first string to the third string. And we're going to put our faith in Kyle Allen because, uh, there's a chance that we can make the playoffs, which there is still a chance because how the NFC East is, is so bad. There's definitely a chance, but here's the thing. At some point, it's how much do you value winning compared to how much do you value development? And they both can go hand in hand, but it's like, let's look at, let's look at, let's look at the current situation. Let's look at the current status of the Washington football team. Even if they make the the the, the playoffs with, with Kyle Allen, even if they make the playoffs with Alex Smith, do you really think we have a shot of doing anything in the playoffs? I do not believe so. So at the end of the day, what are you playing for? Like what what are you really doing? Because think about it. If you make it to the playoffs, you don't really have a high draft pick. I'm not really saying tank, but what I'm saying is you don't throw away somebody's development for a current success if the current success doesn't get you anywhere closer to a Super Bowl think about it. if they make the playoffs they'll probably they'll 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 host a game because they'll probably win a division because ain't no way they're making the playoffs if it's a wild card they'll host the game imagine they have to play Russell Wilson imagine if they have to play I don't know Aaron Rodgers imagine if they have to play Drew Brees imagine if they have to play <laughs> Uh, hell, imagine if I have to play the Rams again. And we saw what the Rams did on Sunday. Like, there's, I don't see any way of winning that. So it's like, why would you throw away Dwayne Haskins' development if, one, 
Dwayne Haskins isn't really the biggest problem. Hell, the offensive line, we have probably, arguably the worst offensive line in the league. Outside of Terry McLaurin, we don't have really good, we don't have wide receivers that can create space. We found something really good in Antonio Gibson, but he's still a small running back, and it's kind of hard when you have, when, oh my gosh, when your offensive line is that bad, the defense, oh man, the defensive front is incredible. You know, you have Chase Young, you have Sweat, you have Jonathan Allen, the def- you have Kerrigan. The defensive line is incredible, but the the secondary is horrible. Like, Landon Collins is trash. Look, all I'm saying is this. Dwayne Haskins wasn't the pro- Dwayne Haskins was part of the problem, but he wasn't the entire picture. And the fact that you bench him. But then you come out and say that you want him to develop. How are you going to develop if you move him from the first string to the third string and the third string gets zero reps during the week? So what are you supposed to do? What are you like? How are you supposed to improve? And think about it. He didn't even go to the game because he said he had a stomach virus. Yeah, stomach virus. Imagine if Alex Smith and Kyle Allen got hurt. Who is your third string quarterback? All I'm saying is, bro, and, and don't, don't, don't. Do not insult my intelligence, Washington PR. There is no way in heaven to hell you're going to try to convince me that Kyle Allen is that much better than Dwayne Haskins. After what I saw from Kyle Allen last year when he played for the Panthers, there's no way you're going to tell me Kyle Allen is that much better than Dwayne Haskins. Yes, Dwayne Haskins needs a lot of improvement. But improve him. Don't just put him, you know, oh, we're going to go for the playoffs this year. We won't do anything in the playoffs even if we make it. So it's just Washington is being Washington, man. Uh, And then now they're talking about more than likely Dwayne Haskins will probably get moved or traded. But... Even if you wanted to trade him, right? You're you're diminishing his trade value because he's not getting any reps, so he's not getting any better. And then all you have is game film. And while he has he has has some moments, it's still not enough to warrant anything big. So who are you? What are you really getting for Dwayne Haskins? Nothing. You're, what you're doing is you're sabotaging not only Dwayne Haskins' career, but you're sabotaging the Washington Redskins' future. Now, what I can see is this: I can see Washington losing enough, right, to make it in the top five of the draft and if you get in the top five i can see you trying uh, you're not getting number one i mean one of the new york teams has that locked up so i can see you probably going for fields or a homeboy from i forgot his name but the other quarterback i can see you going for him then making making moves but again what if you don't you ain't getting in the top five Unless you make some trades, you're not getting the top five if you try to make the playoffs. So what you're then essentially telling me is if you make if you try, if you're really going for the playoffs, that Kyle Allen is it. Look, I get Ron Rivera that Kyle Allen 
was your quarterback in Carolina. I get that. Trust me, I do. But you don't even Ray Charles can see that Kyle Allen ain't it, man. So I just, you know, I just feel bad, man. I feel bad for uh, Dwayne Haskins. Yeah, I, I, I'm hard on Dwayne Haskins because, like I said, he's a co- he's a quarterback from from my favorite team. But it's like, I you don't you don't just bench him. You try to develop him, man. And oh gosh, gosh, gosh. Let me let me just move on because I can I can stay on this forever, bro. Uh, Russell Wilson. It's still incredible. I just came to remind. I just came to remind you guys. You know, had the game-winning uh, drive against the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. Hey, look, I understand analytics are telling you it's fourth and inches at like the twenty, but or I like the. I think it was the fourth. Yeah, at fourth and inches at like the. No, I think it was fourth and inches like the fifteen. I understand analytics is telling you go for it. If you go for it and you get it, essentially the game's over. I get that. I get that the Seahawks defense was playing horrible the entire game. I get that, man. But when you have Russell Wilson, when it's raining, and Russell Wilson wasn't even playing that well the entire game, you want to put you want to put as many you want to put easy points on the board and get the field goal, get it chippy. You're up eight. And then now you have to force Russell Wilson to go down the field, get a touchdown, and get a two-point conversion. Hell, you even saw when they scored the game-winning game-winning touchdown, they went for a two-point conversion. It didn't work. So it was like, ah, yeah, Minnesota, That's that was to me, that was a bad play. I understand you being aggressive, but you, you kind of also have to know who you're going against. And when you're going against a front-running MVP, when you're going against one of the best quarterbacks in the league, when you're going against one of, at least this year, one of the best wide receivers in the league in DK and Tyler Lockett, when you're going against uh, Chris Carson, who has run wild the entire game, and I understand you trust your defense, but I don't know. <laughs> nah. So, yeah. Uh, I wouldn't have done that in Minnesota. But shouts out to Russell Wilson for um, being great again. That's why I say he's 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 still the front running MVP. Uh, you know, because he, he's just he, he's he's incredible. Hell, and, and even though they had a bad game, you know, Patrick Mahomes they lost uh, to to Derek Carr and the Raiders, uh, and a lot of people are now saying. You know, the Raiders have the blueprint for beating, no. Derek Carr had a really good game. Henry Ruggs had a really good game. And Patrick Mahomes had an average game. That's that's what happened. So, yeah. Um, last night we saw the Saints uh, win overtime against the Justin Herbert-led Chargers. And Justin Herbert looked really good. Justin Herbert looked incredible, man. I think he threw four touchdowns. He looked good. Now, I'm an Oregon fan, and I didn't think I knew Justin Herbert was going to be good because of what he did in Oregon. But he didn't do that much special in Oregon. Like, that's a lie. <laughs> I'm joking. He was incredible in Oregon. You know, winning the Rose Bowl, he was incredible. So I just didn't know. 
I didn't know exactly how good he would trans. Let's say that I did not know how good he would translate in, you know, to the big leagues. But he's 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 been incredible, man. So shout out to him. But why am I really talking about this game? Again, the Saints won in overtime. I want to talk about the Michael Thomas situation. So Michael Thomas, he's been hurt majority of the majority of the season. Comes back healthy. And then you bench him because he had an altercation. He had a fight with. Uh, I'm not going. They said they were. They were. They were benching him for the game uh, for actions detrimental to the organization. But he got into a fight with like a defensive player, uh, and that just didn't sit. You know, didn't sit well with Sean Payton. So they benched him. And here's is why I don't know if I would have done that. Now, if it was just a fight, if there was just a fight, no, let me say this. If it was more than a fight, like if they're just saying that, which I kind of think it was more than a fight because you hear, hell, there's, I'm not in the NFL, but I've been, you know, I played college and college basketball and I got into physical altercations. There's physical, Spoiler alert, people. There's physical altercations in practice. It doesn't mean that you hate the person. It doesn't mean that you guys are sworn enemies. It doesn't mean that that's going to sabotage the team. But great teams fight. I'm sure the Lakers had altercations and practices before. I'm sure Golden State had hell. We saw what Katie and Draymond did in a game. Teams fight, man. And I know... All you fanatics watch uh, Hard Knocks. There ain't been a season where there has not been a physical altercation in uh, in practice. So it happens. So the fact that you bench him, not to mention you bench your best player at the or yeah your best player at the moment, to me kind of kind of I think it had to be more than the fight. Maybe he hurt his hand. I don't know. I don't know. But. I wouldn't have benched him if it was just a fight, seeing as though he's missed a lot of game, or he's missed uh, what three or four, three or four games, and we see how much the Saints struggle without him. And you want to start. This is the time. I know it's early, but you want to start getting on a roll, and you don't want to. You don't. You know. You don't want to. You don't want to continue to not play your best players. So I I don't know if I would have benched him, but hell, they said he's coming back to the team on Wednesday and, you know, we'll see how it goes. So uh, I don't think that's going to disrupt the team. I think the team has to find a way to resurrect Drew Brees' deep ball throwing arm because that just seems dead. But, you know, it is what it is. Again, every – I've been in physical altercations in in practice. It just it is just what it is. You're 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 playing alongside people. The energy's high. The you know bravado is high. The adrenaline is pumping. You're gonna you're gonna have. There's going to be a physical altercation. Not saying it's gonna be you, but you're gonna have a physical altercation. So uh, again, I, I I don't know if I would have benched him for that, especially. On a Monday for for a game after he came back from injury and hasn't really played like that, but hey, that's that's Sean Payton. Um, Dan Quinn got fired. 
Dan Quinn finally got Dan Quinn and the GM finally got fired. And I I don't know who they're going to bring in, but it has to be better than Dan Quinn, man. And you know, Sunday really had me looking and thinking about Matt Ryan too. Now, I am very open about Philip Rivers just not having it. But but Matt Ryan, especially on Sunday, was making Philip River type passes and he was passing to to people that he just that weren't open. He was he was he was throwing chip like he just it looked bad. And I don't know if the coach that you're going to bring in is going to have the patience for Philip Rivers. I mean for uh Matt Ryan, but I'd really start thinking, you know, yes, Dan Quinn was a huge reason why, and the GM was a huge huge reason why, but when you still have talent like Dodd Gurley and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and right now you're on five, and if you continue this rate, you'll definitely be in the top five. I would look to, hey, do I draft another quarterback and send, you know, and 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 relieve Aaron, uh, Matt Ryan of his duties in Atlanta. So definitely something to think about. Um, the Saints, I mean not Saints, the the Ravens looked incredible. <laughs> I think they sacked uh, they sacked Joe Burrow like seven times. So they they looked good. Um, I'm not gonna talk about all these games, man. <sighs> the 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 Miami Dolphins beat the 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 breaks off of 49ers, man. I, I, just Jimmy Garoppolo, I think they kind of rushed his process to come back, and he just didn't look good. He didn't look poised at all. Um, and yeah, he he looked horrible, man. He looked he looked he looked pretty bad. Um, is there anything else I want to talk about NFL? Uh, I don't I don't think so, man. Uh, let's 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 move on. Let's let's move to let's move to college football. So LSU lost to Ms. Missouri or Ms. U. Auburn lost, Texas lost to Ohio, I mean no, to Oklahoma. Florida lost to Texas A&M. We knew that they were going, you know, we knew that this this like I said when we were talking about the Lakers, this is a weird year for sports, man. You have some conferences like the SEC and ACC they're playing right now, but then you have some conferences like the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. They're gearing up to play. Uh, Baylor just came out and said they have like 46 players and staff members that just correct, contracted the virus, so they're not playing. Um, hell, if you go back to the NFL, you got the Tennessee Titans. They, 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 their game with the Bron- with the Bills is getting uh, pushed to today. You have the Patriots, how Cam Newton got COVID and they had another positive test. So their game and, and they're, they're shifting schedules and this and the third. We knew that this was going to be a weird year for football, seeing as though football teams and the football organizations is too big to have a bubble. Unless maybe, maybe playoffs, but yeah, no. And, you know, we knew that there was this, this was the year outside of a couple teams that teams can get got and teams can look pedestrian. Now, 
not all losses are the same. Like LSU losing to MSU is not the same as Florida losing to Texas A&M. Like that's not the same at all. Uh, you know, LSU losing, you lose your offensive coordinator. You lose Joe Burrow and some of those studs that were on the defensive side of the ball and offensive side of the ball. You lose them, you have opt-outs. Like, LSU just isn't isn't the same as last year. Last year was historic, and it, you lose a lot of those players, especially the, 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 the captain, the quarterback. You know, you're not going to – it's not going to look like what it used to look like. Um you know Auburn, they lost on a on a crazy play to Arkansas. Like I think that he threw, he fumbled it, threw the ball down, but they're saying it was a backwards pass, and they you know, it was that was crazy. Texas, man, Texas is <laughs> you lose the te- you lose the TCU, and then you lose the o- Oklahoma. It's like people are starting to look at the coach, like yo, is it is it time, man? Because this is this is the year, man. Texas had has the talent to at least make the college fo- college football playoffs but you can't keep losing to 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 Oklahoma you can't keep and don't get me wrong Spencer Rattler and Oklahoma is okay even though their record doesn't really reflect it they a lot of people had them going to the final four but as if you're Texas a lot of people had you going there too and you can't be losing these games and a lot of people are trying to look at the coach and I guess before I, you know, it's still going to, I don't know, man. I don't know what I've, I've hold held back on. uh, I've held back on predicting what the final four is going to be, because I don't even know who, I don't even know who's going to be there. I don't even know what teams are going to still be playing by the time we get there. Hell, how was the big 10 going to look when they start playing? How is, how you know? How's the SEC? How's that gonna fare? How's the ACC? Hell, right now, North Carolina is ranked eighth in the nation. North Carolina. Think about that. <laughs> like, come on. I just don't know. I, I don't know. So I kind of been. I, I'll still do it. You know, moving for a little further in the season. But it's just you know, it's 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 weird. It's 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 weird in in college football, and everyone's trying to adjust. So, but one thing I will say is. One thing that is 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 emphatically clear is there's two teams right now. Right now, now of course we haven't seen Ohio State, we haven't seen you know Big Ten teams, we haven't seen Pac-12 teams, but there are two teams, two teams right now that are head and shoulders above the rest, and that is Clemson and Alabama. Now, I was thinking about sliding in Georgia, but no. There is two teams, Clemson and Alabama. Right now, to me, again, I haven't seen Ohio State play, but it's hard for me to look at what I'm looking at with Clemson and thinking that there's a team that can beat them. I mean, when you you're you're their defense is explosive. Their defense has a lot of veterans. Their defense has a lot of young players that that are incredible. Their offense, when you have Trevor Lawrence, when you have uh, the running back, when you have incredible wide receivers, they're just they're just good. They're just good at every facet of the game. And it's like hell. Even their backup, their backup, uh, tight, their backup quarterback is kind of like a Taysom Hill type person even though he has a better arm 
it, <laughs> it's just hard for me to see Clemson losing. Now again, I haven't seen I haven't seen Ohio State. I don't know how the you know Alabama's looked incredible. I don't know, and the only reason why I don't I, I haven't said um, Georgia is because. Georgia would probably have to play Alabama. I, I think this would probably be a year where a two-win team would make it in the Final Four. So Georgia could make it. I don't know. But it's, it's, it's hard for me to envision anybody beating Alabama. I mean, not Alabama, Clemson right now. I just I just don't see it. It's, it's, it's kind of hard for me to see. Um, Moving on, let's, let's talk about the MLB playoffs. Uh, I th- before this started, I predicted that the Rays and the I think Padres would make it. Um, I've been the Rays have looked incredible. The Rays beat the Yankees. The Rays are now two up against the the Astros, and they they look the Rays look like the best team. No, they don't. The Rays look like the second best team in the playoffs, and. I would not be surprised, and, and a lot of people are upset that the Astros, you know, we know the 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 cheating that they did. A lot of people are upset that they made it as far as the uh, AL, ALCS, but from what it's looking like, the Tampa Bay Rays about to make it to the playoff, or make it to the Stanley Stanley Cup, about to make it to the uh, World Series, and on the NL side. I said the Rays are looking like the best team. No, the the Dodgers look like the best team. Now, yes, the Dodgers did lose to the Braves. They lost, but even though they they lost to the Braves one game, so they're the Atlanta Braves are up one zero, and the Tampa Bay Rays are up two zero against Houston. But right now, the Dodgers look like the best team. Mookie Best has been incredible. Uh, the pitching has been incredible. It it's they looked incredible. Now again, they did lose game one, but uh, from what I've seen, the entire hell, I think that was the first game they lost. Now I think about it, I think that was the first game. That, yeah, they 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 beat the Brewers two zero, then they beat the Padres two zero or three zero, and I think that's the first game they lost this playoffs. So right now, to me, it's looking like a Tampa Bay and Dodgers. World Series and how the Dodgers are looking. They look like the best team. Who would have thought Mookie Best would have been the Mookie Best would have been that that deciding the thing. So um, right now it's looking like the Dodgers might win it. But the the don't get me wrong, the Tampa Bay Rays have been incredible. I'm just saying that. So oh, but of course the Braves the Braves could come back and win. Of course Houston could make an incredible comeback. Who who knows? But right now it's looking like. It's gonna be a Tampa Bay and L.A. Uh, World Series. So, um, before we go, I just want to congratulate Rafael Nadal for winning the French Open. Uh, he beat uh, Djokovic. I think that's the name. I know his name, but you know, he beat him. Uh, and he is out of every, he's a hundred and two in all his matches in the French Open. So, shouts out to Rafael Nadal, man. And there you have it. This has been a quick episode, I think. I think. <laughs> uh, 
I appreciate you guys for listening. Again, shouts out to the Los Angeles Lakers for winning the championship. Shouts out to LeBron for winning his fourth championship and his fourth Finals MVP. Shouts out to Dwight, <laughs> Hall of Fame career, baby. Um, but yeah, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. And until next time, much love. Ah, I do this for suffering children and checks from government buildings. A dope boy who made a check from other than dealing. What a good feeling when they know you one in a million. The feds bury half of my niggas under the building. Don't judge my life now, nigga, cause I've been mad stressed. On tour with the locks and had a project address. Before this rap shit, all my direct assets came from high risk hazards. You know, Pyrex glasses. A long way to the Prezi from the Timex Classic. I got lines from a year ago that y'all just catching. I thought smaller than I grew. Got to find out it was true. Money changed the people around quicker than it changed you. You know what Big said? I'm good long as the kids fed. How niggas stole dirt on your name and then beg. Nah, we don't feel sorry for niggas. Get bread. Cause for them California kings, we slept in the twin bed. Us a king to a god, nigga. I'm gonna live forever. Feet on the ground, a hundred in the ceiling. I'm the last of this breed. You won't last in these streets long if you only hustle drug dealing. What's a king to a god, nigga? I'm gonna live forever. Nigga, I'm gon' live forever This for hoes of fucking rich niggas You get a rollie too Cause if I'm up, bitch We gon' shine together I do this for my young More precious than the moon is to the sun I got more weapons than I'll ever need I shoot you with each one Talking cocaine out of Medellin My hoes straight out the magazine You drowning in the fire While I'm snorkeling in the gasoline Steady diet of heavy drugs Roller push you like Pirelli tires On Chevy trucks But still look good Yeah, they got every eye on each one of us What nigga, look here I come catch your ass on career day And in your career I got pistols, I just clean, I've been trying to get dirty with you I got niggas on my team, they ain't trying to swap jerseys with you I pop in that 30, hit you, them shots from the 30 whistle Watching movies with a bitch that wouldn't watch a commercial with you I'm higher than everyone but almighty I treat the white girl like a wifey, treat her like Aphrodite Let a god to satisfy me while I'm rolling the tidy I chop the hands off the clock, that mean I'm timeless, don't time me, I'm forever What's a king to a god, nigga, I'm gon' live forever Feet on the ground, a hundred in the ceiling I'm the last of this breed, you won't last in these streets long if you only hustle drug dealing. What's a king to a god, nigga? I'm gon' live forever. Nigga, I'm gon' live forever. This for hoes of fucking rich niggas, you get a roly too, cause if I'm up, bitch, we, we gon' shine, shine together. together. I do this for the ones that's barely surviving. Watching me living through me, so I gotta stay thriving. This shit a privilege, not promise. Dead honest, cause I can't let shit live on my conscience. To multiply, give it my undivided. You gotta move fast, think faster. Lately, my life been a lot of losses and less laughter. To paint the picture, I can't look the same in my before and afters. Honestly, I probably gon' be booked till I'm on the next chapter. Signed a slave deal, now a nigga up on in my masters. Watch me turn. Good in the great, it's first that's to everything. Even taking leaps of faith, swear it's labels that's up bees that owe me ends to them. That shit is like G's, niggas ain't G, grease a disease. When you don't have a silver spoon, you gotta eat with your hands. Got walking with me when I'm alone, two sets of feet in the sand. Realize you only as complete as your plan. Might bleed from the hands, got body. Why would I ever compare me to a man? Huh? What's a king to a god, nigga? I'm gonna live forever. Feet on the crown, a hundred in the ceiling. I'm the last of this breed, you won't last in these streets long if you only hustle drug dealing. What's a king to a god, nigga? I'm gon' live forever. Nigga, I'm gon' live forever. This for hoes of fucking rich niggas, you get a roly too. Cause if I'm up, bitch, we gon' shine together. We gon' shine together. Chris Salta.